0: Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning and treats. And we are very glad you all are here. I extend a special welcome to those of you visiting with us this morning. We do not bring animals to every service. This is the animal blessing service for the Feast of St. Brigid or Groundhog Day, please say with me the words by which we light our chalice. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share.
1: Gong Heifat Choi, I welcome you to the Year of the Horse. Friday night was the beginning of the largest, most celebrated holiday in the world. It is the Lunar New Year, and my family, my Chinese American family, offers you prosperity and good wishes for the year of the wooden horse. Today's um, call to worship is from a book called Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. Life in the barn was very good, night and day, winter and summer, spring and fall, dull days and bright days. It was the best. Place to be, Wilbur thought, this warm, delicious cellar with these grateful geese, the changing seasons, the heat of the sun, the passage of swallows, the nearness of rats, the sameness of sheep, the love of spiders, and the smell of manure, and the glory of everything.
0: We have folk here with all different backgrounds, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, earth-based religion, and humanism. So we are all, even with our roots in all of those different places and our practices in many of them, we're all Unitarian Universalists. And one of the many things that holds us together in this congregation is our mission statement, and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. So I think the choir has some more work to do. Because it's time for the animal parade. Now, the way we're going to do this is the people on the back rows are going to come first. And they're going to come up the center aisle and up here on the stage, try not to knock over the fire, and then back down the side aisles. So we'll be going like this, and the ushers will stand to encourage the people whose turn it is to go on. Are you ready? <laughs> Somebody's ready. And again, there is absolutely no point to having an animal parade. We're not making a point at all. We're just enjoying the animals and having fun. Because <laughs> in this church, we have fun. This
1: reading is from a book called The Art of Raising a Puppy. It's written collectively by a group of monks who live in New Skeet, New York. For many of us, the love of creation deepens through the relationships we form with our pets, particularly our dogs. By their very nature and need, dogs draw us out of ourselves. They root us in nature, making us more conscious of the mystery of God inherent in all things. When we take the time and energy necessary to raise our puppies correctly, when we learn to truly listen to them, seeing them as they really are and guiding their development accordingly, a deeper part of ourselves is unlocked, a part more compassionate, less arrogant, more willing to share life with another life. And whenever that happens, we know the real meaning of happiness.
0: This is the time in the service when we breathe together We breathe deep down into our heart and into our belly, and we just feel our breath go in through our nose and out, and we listen to what's going on around us in life. So we breathe, and we listen to life, and we seek a little stillness, and our animal companions often give that to us. As we bury our hands in their fur, as we stroke their beautiful turtle shells, as we watch the entertaining chickens around the yard, we find a moment of peace. We thank them for that. And we vow to be more aware of their world, to do what we can to add to the joy to do what we can to stop the suffering, to eat ethically and mindfully, to breathe a prayer for those we see by the side of the road. May our hearts open in compassion and love. You are now invited to light candles of joy or sorrow or remembrance. And especially candles for the animals that you have lost and still miss. Let us continue our meditation with a Buddhist loving kindness meditation. The first time through, we say it for ourselves. We're going to say it three times. I'll say a line, you say it after me, should you choose to. May I be free from danger. May I be mentally happy. May I be physically happy. May I have ease of well being. The second time we say this for somebody we love, person or an animal. May you be free from danger. May you be mentally happy. May you be physically happy. May you have ease of well being. The third time we say it for somebody against whom we have a resentment, somebody who's hurt our feelings or somebody we're mad at. You might even have someone in your own family. Because little sisters and brothers can be a pain, and so can big sisters and brothers. Here we go. May you be free from danger. May you be mentally happy. May you be physically happy. May you have ease of well-being. Our conscience tells us to be nice to animals and gentle with animals. And animals can teach us a bunch of other stuff too, because um, sometimes we imagine that animals understand what we're saying to them and speak our language and sometimes they do understand um, my dear friend who's a vet says that a very smart dog is about the same smartness as a three-year-old child and can understand that many words so um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today is how to speak animal language and I want you to know that sometimes, how do we say hello to somebody? We smile, right? We go like that, hello. But when we smile at an animal and they're not used to human beings, they see us baring our teeth. And when an animal bares its teeth, it means, I'm feeling pretty mad and I might bite. So when we're smiling, we're not communicating really well with that animal because we're baring our teeth at it it might make it a little scared so another thing is sometimes we see a dog who's got its chin down and its ears down and it kind of looks at us and we think oh doggie's feeling sad but no it's not that is the ears down and the chin down is a dog way of saying Hi, I want to be friendly with you. I'm not in the mood to play right now, but I just want to do whatever you want to do. And so it's not being pitiful. Do you know how cats say I love you? Cats have feelings. (laughs) They say I love you by blinking at you real slow. So if your cat's looking at you, you can just blink your eyes at your cat, and it'll see. I love you. Did you know that? Animals, when they're living in household with humans, they have to figure out what we mean. Because, especially dogs, they want praise. They want to please us. Cats, not so much. But um, dogs want to please us. And what they hear is, blah, 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 blah. And they have to figure out from that what we want. And then they hear, no, no, no. And they don't know what that means. And then they hear, no, Fido, or whatever his name is. And they go, well, at least I heard my name. That must be good. But it's not always good. And so the way that animal trainers who train animals do is they look at the animal and they decide what they want to train the dog to do. And if they want the dog to put its left foot up on a chair... Then anytime the dog moves its left foot a little they'll go good dog and the dog thinks hmm okay <laughs> And anytime the dog goes close to the chair they'll say good dog and if the dog does anything else moves its right foot moves away from the chair they just get ignored which dogs hate being ignored Cats too that's why they'll come sit right on top of what you're reading or on your computer's keyboard, because they go, "Hmm, that place is getting a lot of attention. I think I'll sit there." <laughs> so you pay attention to your dog when it does what you want, and you ignore the dog. No, the teacher Cesar Milan says, "No touch, no t- no eye contact, no talk. Just ignore the animal." So then, gradually, the smart animal will figure out what will please its humans. Another thing dogs can tell is who's in charge. Dogs are really good at telling who's in charge. Cats too, but they do it differently. Have you ever seen a dog bow? The dog bows. They're not just stretching. They're bowing. I was doing a conference one time at a church that has gotten a new minister, and we were all standing around in a circle. I had a greyhound at the time who was living with me, And she, after about 15 minutes, turned to this older man and just bowed very deeply to him. Now, he was not the minister, and he was not the president of the congregation, but he was that one member of the group that everybody listened to no matter what. And all he had to do was go. And everybody changed the subject, talked about something else. He was in charge, and my dog knew it even though the minister didn't know it. (laughs) I tried to tell my colleague, my dog picked that guy out. You should watch him. The thing about animals is how much they love you and how much they forgive you. We have to learn how to live with them right. Like they're trying to learn how to live with us right. And so they forgive us when we don't do it right. So everybody, think about your animal. We're going to say that a blessing for them right now. Put your hand on your, you know how you bless something, you put your hand on it and think good thoughts, right? And if you just have a picture of your animal, just put your hand on the picture and think of your animal. And if you don't have a picture or anything, just put your animal in your mind. And if you don't have an animal right now, then think about an animal that you like. And let's say this, I'll say it and you say it after me. Thank you for being part of my family. Thank you for entertaining me. For keeping me company. I will be a good friend to you. Treating you with kindness. I will try to learn more about how you think. Learn what is important to you. And not just imagine that you think like I do. I will do my best to give you a good life and a peaceful end. I bless you now because you bless me so much. Will you please say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice? We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Remember the way of the wind and breathe and blow. Remember the way of the fire. Sparkle and glitter and glow. Remember the way of the water and ebb and flow. Remember the way of the earth and grow.
1: This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.